0: Hey, fellow music lovers! Thanks again for checking out our podcast. I do not
1: like the way you said "lovers." <laughs> really, you already changed it. Wow. <laughs> lovers, I'm composed. Okay, You're not. Go
0: ahead. Hey, fellow music aficionados! <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's getting better. <laughs> ah!
2: Hey, welcome everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh man was that live that was live man. wow That's quite the intro
0: right? starting with a bang
2: welcome everyone to another episode of when records ruled the podcast where we share our love of rock music and pop culture from the 70s and 80s and take a few b-side tracks down memory lane along the way so grab those liner notes and down that fresh packet of watermelon pop rocks because Ooh. it's time to hit the play button I'm your host David Norris, and joining me on this flashback musical road trip are my good friends Brian Strom and Lance Schwartz. How are you guys? Come, Can- <laughs> the rocks are popping. I can't can't well, talk very well. Well, Lance,
1: don't drink that Coke with those pop rocks. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die, man. You're gonna die. All right. We're coming at you live today. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Wow, the phone lines
2: are lighting up. Wow, as (laughs) as live as we ever get. Yes. Hey, today's episode, we are talking concerts. We'll cover some of our favorite, most memorable, and some differences about concerts in the 70s and 80s versus modern day. Are we ready, guys? We're ready. Let's get to it then. It's all things concerts. All right, first question for you guys. What was your first concert and what do you remember about it? Lance, what do I remember about it,
0: Dave? Well, what you, was, your was your first was concert? 1979. Ooh. 1979. Ooh. 1979. Were you guys born yet? I was nine years old. I was not
1: going to concerts. I was eight.
0: Yeah, it was a big one. Triple Bill. True. Blackfoot. Ooh. I'm starting at the low end. Okay. So they opened. Okay. Then the Scorpions came out. Yes. Nice. Then Uncle Ted came out. Wow, the Nuge, mm. Scorp, and Blackfoot. Wow, tell you what I remember most about it was the volume. It was oh. ear-splitting. I mean, when we maybe get into the what's different about the '80s versus today, man, or the '80s, '70s. Yeah, you know, right. The volume was incredible. My ears rang for three days after that concert. <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. It
1: really yeah. hurt. And yep. of course, that's the days before people would even wear earplugs. I, I don't think they even invented earplugs yet. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everyone was deaf.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So permanent hearing loss is, is my uh, legacy from, from that show. What was that? Permanent. Well, good one, <laughs> Dave. Good one, good one. Good <laughs> <laughs> one. What else do I remember?
1: Tarzan. Did he Tarzan across?
0: He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Wore the loincloth, the Ooh. whole, the whole Ooh. thing. It's oh, so awesome. <laughs> and, I, and I remember walking around to the back of the stage while he was playing. And and I remember a point where Nugent shows were very, um, he was very energetic on stage mm-hmm. in those days. And he came to the back of the stage and he literally kind of collapsed and they put a blanket over him. And yeah, I don't know, you know, exactly what was going on. It wasn't drugs because Uncle yeah. Ted doesn't do drugs. Maybe it's yeah. not. Uh, but I, I do vividly remember that. I remember, you know, I remember from the Scorpions, uh, I think that was when Love Drive came out. Mm-hmm. Good song. And then uh, the Harmonica and Train Train, that was their Blackfoot Blackfoot, big right? Big hit. So it was it was a terrific show from a music standpoint. Mm-hmm. All, all three legit bands. And uh yeah, who's still going today?
1: Uncle Ted is on he his is, and, uh, and you and I saw Ted Nugent. Yeah, that's right. And uh that was the only concert i've ever been to where they opened the show with the pledge of allegiance that's right too wow, yeah yeah uncle ted keeping it patriotic he did so what was your first concert brian my first concert was lover boy Ooh. Except, except we went open for, oh sorry. No, we we went to see the opening act which was Dawkins. yeah this was in 85 yeah 86 uh under lock and key came out nice and uh me and my friends and brother and brother-in-law, we were all big Dokken fans. And so that's what we went for. And we went there and it was, a, it was in an amphitheater at Great America, um, which was an amusement park. And after Dokken played, we left.
2: You did? Wow. Yo. So you didn't get to see Loverboy? We did not
1: see Lover Boy. We were that you guys cool. You guys were too cool we were like for Loverboy. Cool. Like
2: made a pact. You're like, we are not. Yeah, we were Lover here Boy. to see Dokken. You were true headbangers, aren't yeah.
1: you? Well, by that time we were. And yeah. and you know, I liked Loverboy initially and then it was like, nah, blah. I mean, looking back now, I wish I would have stayed for the concert. Yeah. But uh yeah, we were we streamed out of there. So that was my, my first concert. The thing I remember most about it was just how loud it was, like you said, but not necessarily like too loud, but I just remember that bass thumping on my chest mm-hmm. and that, that was pretty impressive. You was like, like, wow, I can, I can feel the music. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was my, one of my first impressions too. If I don't remember what the opening act was, but my first concert was rat oh, okay. in 86. They were just finishing up their uh, invasion of your privacy tour. Okay. But I do remember that feeling of like, wow, I can feel the notes. Mm-hmm the bass, the drums, and just going, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So
1: I know that tour, I believe Bon Jovi was opening for Rat. Maybe they didn't make it no, their way up there. But no. uh he made his yeah. way up
2: there later. Okay. Because I did see him later. But I don't think many of the early acts where I lived had um, big opening names, mm-hmm. opening acts, because it was just tough a local, to travel. Yeah, a local band. It's or... tough to travel up to Alaska. Yeah. as You know, because that's... It's not just a stop on the lower forty-eight right. tour here. I mean, you got to make a concerted effort to get up there with all the trucks and whatever rigging they had. I wonder if if, if uh, bands ended tours up there a lot, like that
1: was the last show, or I want to say yeah, because it would make sense. Because like, we'll do I all know. this
2: and then we'll make one big haul over there, and yeah, or to Hawaii. And I want to say Journey did that one year, and they sold out like. Two shows, they added a third, sold it out. Added a fourth, and sold that out. Wow! So I'm guessing it was probably the end of their. So
1: basically, everybody in Alaska saw the show.
2: Yeah, except me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really into them at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I remember too watching uh, Stephen Percy change shirts like five times, and I was mm. like, why? Why are you? just <laughs> just saying we don't care what you're wearing. But I remember like one of the shirts had like big Maryland. Marilyn Monroe on it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, why is this guy changing shirts? So odd? I mean, you getting that sweaty up there or something, or are you just doing it for a fashion statement? But I mean, it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Loved it. Good. Are you sure that the stop in Alaska wasn't just a quick stop before they go to Russia? <laughs> Cause you can see Russia from you Alaska. Right? Yes, you can. You can. I <laughs> could
2: almost see it from my house. No, I can't. <laughs> that from was pretty good. No. no. All right. Do you guys have a best opening act concert memory? My so, yeah, we'll start with Brian.
1: Um, I, I seen a lot of good acts. When I was really impressed was I saw Eddie Money open for Pat Benatar, and I was a big Eddie Money fan, and so I was really impressed with his show. Um, big fan of the No Control album, and he played a ton of that, so that was probably one of my top opening acts, besides like like a you know, a stadium monsters, a rock thing or whatever,
2: but just as
1: a opening band. Yeah.
2: I'd say any money. I have more of a, just a memory, not like a, Hey, there's the best opening act. Cause I had, we have a later question kind of dealing with my better, like opening act that kind of blew me away. But um, Richard Marks opened up for uh, night ranger when I saw him in Mm. Alaska. So that was kind of a big, bigger name, I guess. Um, But during the act, I saw something fly up and like hit one of the guitarists and he just went down. Wow. And then he came out a little while later with a big bandage on his head. He got hit by a bottle, like full on, like smacked. This this is Richard Marks? No, no, his guitarist, Richard Marks, his guitarist. So he, I see him kind of stumble (laughs) off and a roadie, help him off and he comes back on. And Richard was pissed, wow. rightly so. Yeah, he was like, "Well, you know, it's great. Uh, you know, guitarist got hit in the button, you know, head with the bottle. But oh, oh well, I guess we'll keep on rocking for you. You know, <sighs> just kind of like just wanting to really give it to whomever did that. You know, but he's you know, playing nice to the crowd. Mm-hmm.
0: I've I've seen a video of Steve Perry going off on the crowd after Neil Sean got hit in the head with a bottle, and blood dripping oh, down." Wow. And and Perry just unleashed a tirade of obscenities and basically said, Keep it up. We're not gonna keep playing something like something to that effect. Wow. Don't
1: really see bottles at concerts anymore, do you?
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda of purposely so, right? It's plastic or and they, cans. And they
1: take the lids. Yeah. They open your cans, you know. So originally when we were talking
2: about this question too, like the, the, the best memory you had opening i was actually thinking the other way too like hey the opening of the the concert and so i had one the same concert actually when uh night ranger came out it's all dark and backlit they're walking up kind of steps in the back and it's all smoky so you can kind of see their silhouette through yeah like all the smoke and then you can still rock in america stars Ooh. like Boo-ing. You know, and it was just nice. like, oh, this is just the best, mm-hmm. it was super mm-hmm. awesome. And then kicking in with that, the rest of the song, but that that just like made a mental picture in my brain, yeah. So it was, yeah, good.
1: I've seen some other bands do something like that too. I've seen that silhouette, yeah. I remember Sammy Hagar doing that, walking along the back, oh, and doing stuff that you could tell it was him, yeah. That was pretty cool. But as far as like an, an opening of a show, like yeah. the concert. And you and I saw this with uh, Van Halen on the Balance Tour in 95. Yes. yes. Why didn't they I think did, of this one? They did uh, the Seventh Seal. And in the beginning of that song, they had the Tibetan monks doing a thing. Ooh. Tibetan monks happened to be in town in Minneapolis at the same time. They got the Tibetan monks out there on stage to do the intro to that song. for, And they were going for a few minutes. Yeah, The crowd is just going nuts. I mean... You know how all these rockers
2: out there just going nuts to Tibetan monks was you just know, chanting. Where do you see that? Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> pretty crazy. That was cool. And there's a video that exists. Yeah, that too. Yep.
1: And one and one of the monks just goes back and sits down on the drum riser and watches the like first song. <laughs> didn't, he didn't like, didn't give instructions <SSSSSSSSG> I don't know if he didn't know where to go or yeah. whatever,
2: but he just kinda of sat down and <laughs> he was exhausted from yeah, his performance. Maybe. The story is they don't they didn't really tell him what to do after and he didn't right. know where to go. It's like I'm I'm just gonna watch the show from here. I'll Thank just you. Sit down. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Best opening act. This one you're gonna find kinda weird because it was a recent opening act, recent show that I've been to within the last five years. It was Firehouse. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. They opened for Warrant, which they do an awful lot. Mm -hmm. And this was like a free New Year's Eve show at a casino in Green Bay. And my brother-in-law and I went, thought, oh, this would be kind of fun. Man, the guitarist in Firehouse, excellent. Yep. blew me away. And the uh, lead singer still has the -hmm. voice. He, you know, sounds just like he did unless it was backing tracks or something, but it sure didn't sound like it. So I really enjoyed them and would love to go see them again, uh, not opening for Warrant, because I didn't think Warrant was really
1: that yeah. great. Um, I just saw Firehouse last year. You did? Yeah. They were opening for, I can't remember what. Must have been at a rib fest. But um, Dave and I saw them early 2000s. Yeah. And of you know the five bands playing, they were maybe... Four or three, and I too was blown away by them. I was like, I was never a fan. Of yeah, them. same here. You hear the stuff on the radio, yeah. Like, but live, they were so tight, and they just sounded awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Kind of reminds me
0: of the Huba Stank uh, show. Oh yeah,
2: everyone opening up for Everclear.
0: Mm-hmm. When, yeah, they're actually opening up for um, Living Color. Living Color. Who opened up for? Everclear. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about Hoobastank except for the one song. Yeah. And the rest of their stuff is nothing like it. And they really rocked. They were pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Probably the best band yeah. of, of those three that night. Yeah. So that's that's my uh, best opening act, best opening concert memory. I really thought Rush's intros, they have these videos. Um, one of them was kind of animated dinosaur stomping on the ground, but they had the sound system, boom, boom, you know, and this dinosaur keeps coming closer mm-hmm. and closer and all of a sudden, you know, it lets out this big roar and then they rip into whatever the opening song was. And then another time that I saw them, they, it was a humorous take. They were in a kind of a oompa polka band, Playing Rush tunes,
1: (laughs) and you know they're all old. The video before the concert concert. (laughs) is
0: just hilarious. You know, it's like a five to seven minute video, and everybody's just cracking up. And you're so intently watching that you don't notice that the band's walking walking on stage. All of a sudden, there they are. Yeah, Yeah. diversion tactic. They're not a big. Build up hype. It's just fun, right. you yeah. know, and a lot of self-deprecating sort of humor in, in it too. <laughs> the, the guys in Rush seem like kind of uh, normal dudes, yeah. You know.
1: But they're always in a hurry.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just rushing <laughs> oh, <man>. around. <laughs> I should really cut that joke out. All right, closest to the stage you've been. Um, I've been leaning on the stage. <laughs> For what show was yes. that? Um,
1: Sammy Hagar. Um, this was in a casino. I had I had uh, tickets way on the side, and there was, a I don't know, a walkway in front of the stage of five or six feet, and as soon as the concert started, people just started walking up there. So I walked right up to the stage, and the whole stage, I was leaning right on the stage. I was getting high fives from Sammy. Michael Anthony was no there. No way. Came in. He was there. I mean, he'd be playing right in front of me. I mean, his shoes... I mean, I could, mean, I could, I could grab his legs and trip him if I wanted to. <laughs> Thankfully, you didn't. I did not. But that was. <laughs> that that might have got you removed from that. That might have. <laughs> that's
2: right. But yeah, that was. Ties that was, was pretty, pretty awesome. Together. Wow. Yeah. That was actually another Sammy concert, I think, that we were mm-hmm. all at. We yeah. were in the seventh row. I think that's third. probably a third was, row. Was it the third I row? Think, I think it was the third row. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, you're right. Close enough to get sprayed by Cabo Wabo. We did. Some mm-hmm. articula. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In my mind i was thinking like how close of a how of a seating have i gotten Mm -hmm. but you're right those festival ones where you could just walk up i would probably been about that close to some other concerts way back in the day yeah way back (laughs) before they started putting seats down
1: there i saw yeah i saw a striper one time and this is i was 15 or 16 and it was general admission and i remember working my way up to the front and uh oz fox guitarist he was like in my face and he had so much hair (laughs) he's "Ah, rocking and that was pretty fun. And then I got out of there. It's just no fun being up that close in a general admission. You're just getting pushed around. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little (laughs)
0: later when we
2: talk about worst concert experiences. Yeah. You get a little concerned for your safety at a certain point, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. Closest to the stage I've ever been. I've got a lot of close to the stage memories, but in the front row a couple of times, Uh, the first time was for journey at down here at the civic center. And, uh, we somehow ended up with some last minute tickets. I think the band released some, uh, maybe fan club tickets Mm -hmm. or something and we scooped them up and, you know, was literally making eye contact with Neil Mm Sean, uh, the whole time, which was really cool to watch him play. And then, uh, Another time I was out at a casino also and was in the front row for Boston, Mm. just right next to Tom Scholes playing, which was another really fun experience to see him play. There's a different, um, definitely a different feel when you can see them working the fretboard and, you know, the sounds coming
2: out. It's It's a little surreal, isn't it? It really is. When you can see exactly what they're playing versus, you know, Forty feet back, and you kind of just see them moving and around, you, and you
1: see more people. You know, yeah. When you're back, yeah. Except when you're up front, you're like, wow, what's the crowd doing? You, know, right. you turn around, <laughs> yeah. And what's going on? Oh, they're doing the wave. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> what? There are other people here. Know, on the right? show. <laughs> I thought
0: this was just for me. So those two uh were, you know, the closest I've been, but actually probably not the most memorable of the close shows. I was in the fifth row. On the, uh, for those about to rock tour for ACDC. Oh, nice. And that, I mean, to watch Angus, you know, and certainly watch his playing, but just him moving around and doing the Chuck Berry move and all that, that was probably the most fun
2: I had up front. That's got to be one of those guitarists, maybe similar to Eddie, who just has endless energy. Mm hmm. He's just constantly moving and he's just running. Yeah. yeah
1: and his neck must be very long yeah, I don't know. yeah right. <laughs> after all those years yes
2: yeah <laughs> yeah i, was, I just muscles. thought of
1: uh you're talking about neil sean i've seen him two times but i've never seen him in journey bad english yeah uh open for white snake mm-hmm. and then we saw him in uh with paul rogers he's yeah. playing guitar with paul rogers doing a, a muddy waters tribute really yep and they opened for uh steve miller band so, yeah, I've seen him two times, but never in
2: Journey. All right. Have you missed a concert you really wanted to go to? Dave, why don't you start this one? Okay. I have two of them. Okay. And one of them involves you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted you to tell this is the Because it's probably story. the, like the, the <laughs> one that hurts more because it was Nirvana. Yeah. And I don't remember the, like, all the circumstances, but i was brian was out of town or working or something and i needed to go get tickets by a certain time like when they opened and i didn't remember until a couple hours after the drugstore or whatever was releasing them got open rode over, rode my bike over there and by the time i got there very few seats were left and they were like obscured view only like majorly obscured view yeah and i'm like suck they're just shoegazers anyway uh, Who yeah, cares? That's right. yeah <laughs> And I had to look it up it was in 93 I think they played at the Roy Wilkins Auditorium. Yeah. And there's video that exists if yeah. you want to watch what we missed. So we could yeah that that was yeah. that was going to be uh, my
1: my biggest miss. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Sorry man. It still hurts. Yeah. My other one was um I in, did did I did I punch you at all or, or no? No, I never
2: mind. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> Probably should now. <laughs> Cuz there's no chance of seeing them now. That's right. Uh, The other one was when the Pixies um, had a reunion in 2004 after they'd been split up for like 21 years. And I think I tried to maybe convince one or both of you to go. And I'm like, ah, well, I'll just, I'll skip it. And turned out to be like a really good, this was like the kickoff to their reunion tour. And I should have just gone by myself. This was actually... um, right when the, the technology just came out to have like a recording truck there. Mm-hmm. So you could pick up a CD of the show, the show right after the show. Yeah, And those those recordings, they finally released them too. They're on their own okay. Spotify and other, other services. So you can go back and listen to that show. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh man, I should have just seen them. Yeah, I remember they, those. They don't have the original lineup anymore. So that was kind was of a short
1: bit. trend of, yeah. of picking that up. The technology uh, the to concert report. Yeah,
0: now you, now you can download them. right yeah there's there's a whole bunch of artists that will sell springsteen for sure i've downloaded Mm -hmm. a couple shows of his that i've attended that's that's really cool yeah Yeah.
2: well i think the one lance when you went to see metallica not too long ago they they broadcast that concert live on pandora i I listened to the concert he was at wow i remember that and you saying
0: man i should have gone gone.
2: (laughs) i should have (laughs) gone so there's
0: another one you have been a stadium (laughs) show for you dave
1: (laughs) Ah, yes
0: (laughs) How long you got for my answer? Oh, wow. Got a whole bunch of them. Well, how about your top two? So I had tickets to see Journey on the departure tour. Oh. And I got these tickets from my neighbor who worked at the box office at the Met Center in Bloomington. So they were really excellent seats right next to the stage.
2: That's a pretty good contact to have, by the way. It was awesome. (laughs) That's that's how I got the fifth
0: role for ACDC for those about to rock. And as it turns out, I got sick. I mean, like, fever. I was going with my cousin. Well, I had to call my cousin and tell him, well, you better find a friend that wants to go to Journey. He can have my ticket. And uh, after the show was over, my neighbor asked, well, how was the show? I'm like, oh, I didn't (laughs) go. I got sick. Oh, that's too bad. Here are the backstage passes that I had for you, too. She kept them. Yeah. So that's... Probably the worst okay. missed you're, opportunity. You're not going to yeah. top it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think
2: Lance has the best story there. When I was living in
1: Washington, and this was kind of when Pearl Jam, Soundgarden were just starting to get big. Oh. And there was going to be a free concert downtown somewhere, and it was going to be Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, a couple other bands, and I was going to go to that, and it got canceled, like the day of kind of a thing. Because they were just too worried about the crowds at that time. So and this was in Seattle, so yeah. it would have been just monstrous. Mm. So that was a bummer.
2: I thought you might have mentioned um when you heard U two was going to be performing in San Francisco and you thought it was That a, too. Yeah. You yeah. You thought it was a joke.
1: I thought it was a joke. It's the one they filmed for the for Rattle and Hum. In the movie, yeah. yeah. They were announcing on the on the radio, like, yeah, U two's down here they're gonna play some songs and blah, blah blah. It's like, oh come on. First of all, I don't even know they were in town, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no one announced and now it. they're gonna just do a little free show for somebody. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're too big to do stuff yeah. free show wherever. And it and it and the thing was weird about it, it was like the middle of the day, you know, so it wasn't you know, it didn't sound like anything real. It's probably midweek, middle of the day. Yeah. Not very legit. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Thank you, Dave. Yeah.
2: There you go. That was probably in 87 or so. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, Next question. Most memorable concert, which doesn't have to be the best one. Probably best and memorable was probably the first time I saw Van Halen
1: on the 5150 tour. So this was in 86. Um, They sold out four shows in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. Um, I got tickets for the first night cause of course I had no idea they would sell out three more. <laughs> so I got those it was right the best, away. It's the best. It was the best night. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was <right>. And they <laughs> ended, they ended their tour there. Um, so that was on Halloween too, on top of that. Oh wow. So I do remember the stage having jack-o'-lanterns all over the stage, um, at different points in the show, you know, someone would throw a mask up on and. Mike Lanthi would put the mask on and (laughs) stuff like that. So that was cool. But just the energy of that show, the excitement, um, like I said, in a previous episode, they ruined every other concert I went to after that, as far as energy for a show, that was pretty amazing. Sammy up in the, the lights up above and running on those tracks and stuff. Just wow. It was, it was pretty incredible. The fourth show just before that show, Eddie cut his hair Oh. And um, Alex shaved his head. There's some sort of bet
2: something happened.
1: And so. Haircut know, and a. Haircut. And shave. That. So, yeah. You'll
2: see those out there. Wow. i go back and find some videos now. Yeah, you could. You could. Mine was actually one we both went to. And that was to see the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. At the free uh, concert, the Aquatennial Block Party in Minneapolis. I
1: have that in another category of your questions, but go ahead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, this, so I'm going to ruin it for you by talking yeah, about I it Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, we can. I can wait. No, go. We can talk about it. You then. go. Okay. So a swarm of <laughs> the entire state, what does it seem like anyway, Estimated 100,000 to 125,000 people show up for this free concert because mm-hmm. it's free. And it's the Smashing Pumpkins with almost the entire original At their lineup. height. At yeah. their height, yeah. Their peak. Yeah. So it was just insane the amount of people that were there. And we didn't really even get that close. But we had yeah. we had crowd surfers, you know, mm. from behind us who were like all of a sudden like, you know, battering us in the back of the head or getting kicked in yeah. the back of the head. So it was just insane we 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 were
1: far away but we were pretty close because you could turn around look and say people were way that's true yeah so
2: it seemed like we were a couple hundred yards back from the stage but there was still yeah at least probably that behind us until we decided like oh let's keep venturing a little farther back so you don't get you know accidentally kicked or yeah yeah And just even the crowd movement as far back as we were was just insane. It was, yeah,
1: that concert, you could not pay attention to the show because you were worried about saving your life. Yes. (laughs) Because it was just constantly moving and like I remember telling you, I mean, there was this high school girl that was in front of me and the crowd is moving and she just looked up at me with this fear in her eyes and I told her, I said, just hold on to me. I'll get you out of here and she grabbed onto me and I walked her out but she was she was just scared to death, yeah. and it I, was scary because you couldn't you couldn't watch the show.
0: Not a fun way to attend a show, really, no. But no, certainly no. memorable. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Yeah, and
2: I remember we we got back far enough to uh, closer to a building where it thinned out, mm-hmm. and then watched most of the rest of the show there. Yeah, I think. But it was so echoey back yeah. there because oh, yeah. it was, it was just a balanced, building the sound just bouncing <laughs> off buildings and stuff, and so it was like oh, I was just it's so mm-hmm. hard to hear. So we yep. just bolded. What do you want for free, guys? I know
1: exactly. We I saw a picture of that concert because it came up as an anniversary some not too long ago. Like an aerial? Yeah. And and you could kind of see where we were. Because I could I could still picture lamppost and yeah. stuff where we were because people were climbing that and everything. But yeah. I, I remember, remember kind that. of
2: finding a hump in the in the uh, parking lot, lot yeah. to stand on so we could get up a little higher yeah. for a while until we got pushed off of it yeah. or whatever. But yeah. Lance? How
0: about you? Hey, before I get into this, guys, I just got a text from a listener.
2: <laughs> oh, it says, "Wow, listen
0: to part of your first podcast, learn things about you I never knew. <laughs> Pretty cool. So somebody's listening.
1: Sweet. But they learned about you, not the band we were talking about? Yeah, good question. I need to look <laughs> a little a little deeper into this. I'm going to text them after the show here. Yeah, I, I did hear somebody make a comment similar to that, too. It's like, oh, this is just fun learning about my friends. <laughs> <laughs> our, our three
0: friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, most memorable show for me, probably Prince Purple Rain Tour. Mm, wow. This was 1984. Wow. He did four sold-out shows. Might have even been five. I'd have to double-check uh, at the old St. Paul Civic Center. Uh, right on the site of where uh, the XL Energy Center is Mm -hmm. now, big arena. It was at the height of his popularity. Purple Rain had been out the previous summer, the movie. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack was, you know, how many weeks at number one. And I went to two of those shows. Two? Yeah, lucky, lucky me. I remember it it was the week of Christmas, And then the week after Christmas, he kind of split it up. I think he had a day before Christmas Eve, he had a Christmas Eve show, and then he had a couple shows after Christmas Mm. as well. And I think the coolest thing about that is because it was such a big album at the time, you 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 knew the words to every song, you knew every nuance of the songs because everybody was listening to Purple Rain at the time. Yep and the the way he came out on the stage to you know it was the opening chords of let's go crazy you know the organ and mm-hmm, everybody's yep. going nuts i mean it was probably the loudest you
1: know? show yeah yeah <laughs>
0: and that's exactly <laughs> it my he said i remember he said my name is prince and i've come to play with you <laughs> yes and everybody's going nuts and the lights i mean he had a lot of production at that show, too, and uh, it was something I'll never forget. And that tour, um, they just released the, I don't know if you remember, MTV did a live um, worldwide, I think it was the first worldwide broadcast of a live concert from, I believe it was uh, somewhere in New York, Syracuse, New York, the Carrier Dome at mm-hmm. Syracuse University. So if you want to see what that show was like, it, and they just re- I want to say remastered, but they recolorized. The yeah, it, oh, okay. the video looks much better okay. than
1: the original. Yeah, that'd be
0: fun to so see. You get kind of a look at what that show was. Mm-hmm. So that was super memorable. That was really cool growing up in the Twin Cities at that time. Uh, in fact, I, I guess it was the summer of my sophomore year in college. I was on a survey crew. Um, you know, put mm-hmm. stakes in the ground for sewer systems and that sort of thing and we worked in the western suburbs. Uh, Eden Prairie, Chanhassen. Chanhassen was where Prince lived. One day we were on Flying Cloud Drive in Eden Prairie and here comes a Corvette and wouldn't you know it, it's Prince driving a Corvette. <laughs> was it little was red? It red? It yeah. was not red? It was <laughs> oh, not red. Disappointing. And I remember the two guys Fake on the sur- Yeah, the two guys on the survey crew that I was with, I, I'm like, guys, that was Prince. And they're like, who's Prince? Oh, they're, they're like, <laughs> you guys like are dead to me. 20 years older than oh, me. yeah, and, you yeah. know, they, you know, if it was John Denver, they'd probably <laughs> be excited. <laughs> but that was, that was a really cool moment. And I've heard other stories of people seeing him, you know, pumping gas in his car at a McDonald's or yeah. hometown hero. Yeah. They just, uh, renamed part of highway five Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial highway wow. in Chanhassen and Eden Prairie.
1: That's really cool. Did uh, Morris Day open up for him?
0: Uh, The first time I saw Prince, um, The Time opened up for him. The second time, it was Sheila E. Okay. And and she was pretty big. The album, The Glamorous Life, which Prince produced. Produced, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So she was the opening. And that was a very good opening act, too. But, yeah, the, the first time on the 1999 tour, it was a girl group called Vanity Six. Oh, yeah. I remember them. Yep. And then The Time. And... Talk about choreographed the time too. Were really cool to watch. I mean, there
1: there are some cool dudes. Yeah, cool Cool in the gang. Cool in the gang. Who was that? Were you with me at Cool in the gang? Cool in the gang for Van Halen. What a weird combination that was. And they were awesome. Yeah, I just loved it. And and I was I was kind of curious, like if the crowd would be there for the opening act. It was pretty much full for Cool in the gang. Really? Yeah, we were celebrating. Oh man. They, that was impressive. And I think, you know, cool was the only like original member, but
2: um it was that was a really fun show.
0: I'd love to go back and look at the said list of what they played that yeah. night. Need to do that sometime.
2: Yeah. What do you miss most about concerts from years past or how do you think they've changed? We're gonna start with Brian. Ooh. Um <laughs> Did I surprise you? I
1: miss I miss uh I miss the bands being younger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the best.
1: All right, moving on. yep I mean um,
0: <laughs> we can just go to the next question. <laughs> That's a great we answer. all agree. No, That's no a great it's, what's funny
1: though is is sometimes these bands didn't sound as good back then they may sound better now or maybe not now, but maybe you know 10, 15 years later, the concerts sound better than they did when they were at their peak. yeah, due to drugs and alcohol and many other things that you know they maybe weren't putting on their best performances at the time. So that. Things that are different—is that what you kind of said? Was that a between how do you now think it changed? Then? Well, or what do you miss set, most about? From I don't know. Past? I know setup is uh, so much faster now. I remember back in the '80s, between bands, it took forever when they're tearing apart a stage, setting up other stuff. I mean, you could wait over an hour easily. Now they seem to be pretty
2: quick. It's because um, they want to get to bed
1: yeah that's that's true (laughs) but talk about age yeah
2: well there's probably less things to set up they do i mean lean and lean and mean equipment right you know the sound is so much better
1: now yeah no doubt for sure
0: um it's not as loud and i
1: appreciate that i do miss the lighters at the shows Yeah. yeah yeah the phone thing just doesn't do it for me so I remember I was not a smoker or a toker, so I had to go out and buy a lighter that I used to. Yes, yeah. I had a <laughs> lighter. Concert that lighter. I would bring to concerts. <laughs> I think I still have it. I remember
0: when I was in college, we had a some family friends that had some kids that were a little bit younger than than me, and they their dad asked if I would take them to a poison, and must have been warrant. I think it was poison and warrant that toured together. And I remember him asking, now what's this about lighters at the concert? <laughs> the kids were telling me they needed me to pick up some lighters. <laughs>
1: like, yep, yeah, you do. You do,
0: yep. You know, one thing I miss about concerts past, you talk about stages and you know the setup, the lighting rigs at those shows were so awesome because... Nowadays, we've got the LEDs that Mm -hmm. can change colors, and there's not all that stuff hanging. It was really impressive. You knew it was a a really big band when they had a huge lighting rig up there. A few of them that come to mind, I think Journey had a really cool lighting rig when I saw them on the Frontiers tour. Prince had an awesome lighting rig. Um, And then, you know, they used to have, and maybe they were, functional maybe they weren't but all the amps stacked on the stage wall yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean you go to a show now and you've got one mic and a little amp and then you've got you know the small speakers hanging so you don't have these massive walls and that was impressive you just this is really cool they must be a pretty big band too if they've got this massive wall of amps there this just
1: as it sprung a couple memories i don't know if you remember like before the like in between acts and then you would see the guys going up with the spotlights and they'd yeah. be going up yeah, on cables or whatever, pulling them up and you'd have like eight or nine guys that are up above with spotlights
0: and it was showing the, on the people. Right. And it was when you saw them going up, you thought we're getting close yeah. to the start yep. of the show. And then you start to get excited.
1: The other thing was smoke. Yeah. You know, now they're pumping out, you know, artificial smoke smoke before all the people smoking whatever they were smoking in the stadiums was enough to have the cool effect with the lights there was was quite a haze in the area yes there were
2: (laughs) i actually miss some printed tickets occasionally yes yep you were getting so many electronic tickets you're just scanning you know you just have electronic scanner for them You'd mentioned phones too, and they they don't do it for the lighters, but I'd kind of miss not just having those at all. You know, it's kind of fun to just view the concert without seeing a lot of screens in your way. Right. Mm -hmm. That's maybe an old fogey kind of comment, but it is kind of nice to not see just constant screens in your way. Yep. You know, there are
0: some acts that weren't they basically taking your phone as you went in yeah
2: a bag them
1: or something yeah yeah
2: i can't remember the artist now but there was one where the yeah you'd like check it into and put it in a bag and if you you know you're oh you could keep the bag with you though yeah but it was but basically it was like locked. a dampening type of thing and then you could oh. go unlock it in a certain zone like out in the lobby somewhere right. to use it if you needed to use it but you could keep it with you so you had it but it was basically like locked away sounds like pearl yeah. jam it, it does doesn't. sound it, like Curled It down. wasn't Pearl Jam though. I, I can't know. remember who it was. Yeah, I, I know. I remember that hearing about I don't, that. It was too. like a Jack. It wasn't Jack White either. I can't remember who it was, yeah. but yeah. And if I was a little younger, I would uh, really appreciate not having seats in like the middle area by the stage, because mm-hmm. I kind of liked that as a young younger guy with festival seating, which wasn't seating. It was just a big open area, yeah. right? Because you could just kind of work your way around closer. Yeah. Or, you know to find a sweet spot for the sound or you know right mm-hmm. I kind of missed that to a certain extent
1: but the sound is so much better now that's that's amazing yeah, yeah. It, it is really enjoyable you don't usually hear bad sound at a concert anymore and mm-hmm. that used to be pretty typical yeah
0: you know and, and it's just loud enough that you can't hear people around you but it's not so loud that mm-hmm. you can't understand you know Heard the performer is saying in between songs or
1: Dave and I were at a, a Sammy Hagar concert and it was outside and it was so windy that the sound was blowing yeah. all over the place so sometimes you could hardly hear it and it makes it awful to sing along because you hear everybody around you singing and then everybody's singing horribly because you don't have the loud sound to drown everybody out <laughs> yeah
2: that was that was not awesome yeah because probably a third of the concert, it was kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. Um, worst experience at a concert. I'll start this one off because it's a real quick story. When We talked about Bon Jovi. They finally came to where I lived. We get to the parking lot and heading into the concert, and I realize I don't have my keys. Mm. I just locked him in the car. <laughs> so like the whole concert off and on, I'm just worried Just call your about, mom. <laughs> I'm worried about how am I going to get back in my car? So oh, it had no. nothing to do with the concert, but it was the worst experience <laughs> at a concert because the whole time, just in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh God, we did, I got this problem to solve and I have no <laughs> idea how I'm going to solve it. And how did you solve it? Well, it turns out that I had a, a, a Z28 T-top and they're glass T-tops yeah. and you can pull them up a few inches. And my brother, who was younger than I was, had lo- slightly skinnier arms and reached in and unlocked the T-top and we just popped it open. Skinnier than you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. And this is a young, skinny for me. <laughs> we were all. I was like, wow, we were that's, all skinny at one yeah Nice. Well, that was really cool to know, but also a little terrifying yeah, yeah. because anybody could Everybody's probably break that. into my car now if they knew had that little trick. Yeah.
1: Worst experience for me was probably the Smashing Pumpkins. We already talked about that yeah. that was just so hard to pay attention and just, yeah, just trying to live, stay alive.
2: It made Stand it hard to listen. Yeah, yeah. it huh? just made it really
1: hard. It was just, yeah, listening so music. very unenjoyable. Yeah,
0: for me, I think the worst concert experience was I mentioned the Eddie Money Thirty Eight Special. It was an outdoor show at a place called Navy Island, downtown St. Paul. So it was a little island in the middle of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they pack the people in there! And we got there; we were one of the first to go in, so we were right up against the stage which was cool until you start getting crushed against the stage. <laughs> you get you know, hands in your face. And I, I just kind of lost it. And I, it was the closest I've ever gotten. It was the closest I've ever been to getting in a fight at a concert, <laughs> but I, you know, held my cool and we just said, we got to get out of here. But what was really interesting about moving back after that, Weird experience up front was how loud it was at the back Behind compared you. to being yeah. Oh, yeah compared to being between the yeah. walls of speakers yeah. where the sound was awesome. So not only was it bad because I was getting crushed, but then the rest of the show was so doggone loud yeah. that it wasn't <laughs> any fun to be at yeah. either. So that that is definitely the worst experience. Yeah. Before earplugs.
1: Yeah. 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 I remember yeah ears ringing for. A day or two sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Most underwhelming performance by a band or singer at a concert. And the last, I think the last show I saw when Rat played in Mankato, Dawkins opened up. Dawkins' voice was shot. Yes. Totally shot. Yeah. Like he wasn't doing anything even remotely high. Yep. And almost just speaking. Speak singing. Yes. <laughs> and then Rat came out. And I think already before I'd seen the last show prior to this one, he was kind of on the edge of like not doing a whole lot of singing and letting the crowd do a lot of singing, but this was like the worst. Yeah. And he, he sounded horrible. He was barely singing much himself, not doing hardly anything high. I think his voice was pretty well shot too. And so I'm like, ah, oh, it's just so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know, after seeing him really perform well in the even early two thousands or mid two thousands, Right, it just it just went straight downhill. I'm yeah. like, that's this is the last time. This is the yeah. last time I'm seeing him.
1: And he's still out there right now. He's still doing shows. We we saw them one time. Must have been in the early 2000s, but it was with a different singer. With
2: Rat, and I think I remember that. sounding yes. pretty good. That did actually sound really good. Jizzy
1: Pearl or something like that. Yeah, Does that sound because that yeah. was the
2: Warren D. Martini show basically. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. They really mm-hmm. sounded good on that. Yeah and i i've seen warrant 3 times um one time in a bar with a different singer one time with the original singer and then just last year with the different singer so three different singers the original singer was the absolute worst just terrible sounded didn't, awful he didn't take care of himself no he did not yeah. and uh it was he was his singing was bad he was changing the lyrics all in all these songs and just swearing up and down. It was, that was, that was a disappointing concert, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could go back and do that. So, so yeah. So Warrant as a band sounded great. Singers, the other two non-original singers were
2: far better. Yeah. That, I mean that one we saw, what, Busters in Busters, town here. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a really good concert.
1: Buster. New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah. yeah.
2: Huh.
0: You guys saw Warrant on New Year's Eve and so did I in different places. Yeah. Different oh. years. Fun. Yeah. Most underwhelming show. There's been a few, but probably the most recent is the one I remember the most, obviously. Lindsay Buckingham. And no Hmm. offense to my buddies that I went to the show with, a couple of high school friends of mine. Hopefully they're not offended. But yeah, I didn't know a ton of his solo stuff. His voice was not, again, not where it, it was years ago. He changed some arrangements. His guitar prowess is not what it used to be. It was just kind of a, well, yeah, it's fun to see a icon like Lindsey Buckingham. Mm-hmm. Probably the most disappointing part of it, though, is he didn't play Holiday
1: Road. Oh, no. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, Vacation,
2: come on. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Come on, Dave. You're the movie guy. Yeah, I knew that. I know. <laughs> you're, you're sad that I didn't get to it first? Yeah, come on. That's the one. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thoughts on stadium shows? Um, Good and bad.
1: Sometimes they're just too big and the sound isn't always that great. You're playing in places that really aren't meant for that. Outside concerts generally don't sound as good anyway. Um, In a stadium,
0: for sure. Yeah. In an amphitheater, they're pretty good. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah.
1: So um, they're fun. Sometimes they're too long. I mean, you could be there all day on some of those, so that gets to be kind of rough. But I've, I've seen two. One was uh, in 1987, day on the green in Oakland, and that was with uh, Motley Crue headlining that one.
2: How many bands?
1: There was four bands. So first band was Jet Boy. I don't even know they had one song. Maybe um, then Poison, and this was when Poison just came out with their album, so they were kind of nobodies yeah um then white snake and this was when uh white snake was getting really big except they weren't quite there yet um i remember them playing uh basically they they got to the last song which was still the night and he says all right here's what everybody came for this song you know (laughs) <laughs> just laying and it out this there. This was before, you know, here I go again, was even popular and everything. Oh, wow. yeah. So, so yeah, so they were getting popular, but they weren't at what their peak was. Um, and then Mötley Crüe. And I was not, you know, I wasn't that excited to see Mötley Crüe, but they did put on a good show on that one. And then uh, Monsters of Rock tour in 88. And that was uh, Van Halen headlining. Uh, the opening acts were Kingdom Come, then Metallica, Dokken, Scorpions, and then Van Halen.
2: So wish I was at
1: that one. So that was they pretty amazing. Right. Um, a lot of people didn't like Kingdom Come. I like Kingdom Come. I still do. Really? Yeah, their first couple albums, I love them.
0: Well, that's interesting because they were back then's version of... Uh, Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And you don't and like Greta did. Van Fleet. I know. <laughs> and they did that on purpose. I mean, they went in to record this. They said, we want to sound like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like Bob Rock or someone who recorded them. I can't remember who did that one, but like a big name. And they yeah. And they made them sound like that. So I, w- I was a big fan of them. Uh, Metallica, I wasn't really a Metallica fan. Um, I remember a few of the songs. This was before, right before And Justice For All came out. So the album wasn't even out. So they were playing stuff that no one had even heard before uh, before the album came out. But Dokken was really good. Scorpions were really good. They were kind of at their peak at that point. Um, and the Van Halen was great. But long show. You know, when you show up at, you know, 11, and then you're there till. 10, 11 at night, that's a long day. That's rough, yeah. Yeah, and then you're out in the sun, baking all day. Um, Reapply, reapply. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they all brought sunscreen, (laughs) Lance. I, and talk about throwing bottles, somebody had a two liter bottle that was like half full of whatever. I don't even know what was in it. That was- I know what was in it. (laughs) They're called (laughs) trucker bombs. That was getting thrown around. That was scary because people it were just is, slinging those things oh, and just and no hitting knew. people in the backs of the head. Yeah. And then they would get mad and they'd chuck it back up and someone else would throw it. And that was kind of scary.
0: So my only experience with stadium shows are indoor stadium shows and they're not good. Uh, U2 and Beck, as oh, you were saying. Yeah. Couldn't understand a word they were saying. It Sound just bouncing everywhere. Bouncing everywhere. So I, I did not enjoy that. The other was Metallica, the one we mentioned before, the first show at US Bank Stadium. We were close enough there where the sound was okay, but man, if you go to a stadium show in Minnesota, make sure you're in the first fifty yards of the stage. Otherwise, you're you're not going to have the cheap right. tickets. The cheap <laughs> tickets, yeah. <laughs> um, but those are the only two that I've been to. Would I? I would still go to a stadium show if it weren't in an indoor stadium, I I think the sound would be much better. I've heard really good things about the first time U2 played an outdoor show in Minnesota at the uh, University of Minnesota football stadium. Oh, yeah. That was when they had the rainstorm and lightning, and they just kept playing. There's some pretty iconic. Yeah.
2: I've never been to a stadium show. I mean, they look cool. Speaking of U2, you know, when they're in Sun Devil Stadium on the Rattle and Hum video, I mean, that looked Mm-hmm. Super awesome. Mm-hmm. Great I cool. Wish it was at that one, but yeah. Never been to a stadium show. Yep. And you know, from what I keep hearing from you guys and others, it's like, sounds not that awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of hit or miss on some of those places. Yeah. So I don't know that I would want to go. And especially yeah, if I did, it would, I'd want it to be outdoors or, you know, open air. All right. What's a concert you went into with low expectations, but were blown away. I went to see, Quiet riot.
1: And that was in Mankato in a bar. That was with Lance, a few hundred people there, uh, original band got together. So all four original members, I had very low expectations on that one. And I was just thinking, yeah, it'd be fun to go to a show. And this is when all the eighties bands were, all the grudge bands were huge and they were nobody. So they're going around playing little places everywhere. And yeah, we went to that, and I was very impressed with that concert. I had a lot of fun at that one. I agree, that was a great show, and and the sound wasn't too bad in no. there either for you know just no. a little local bar. Yep. And Kevin we... Dubrow looked huge to me. I don't know how tall he is, but to me, he seemed really tall. And and he's standing on the stage, and you know it's like he's going to hit his head on the ceiling. I mean, this is a small place. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just seemed larger than life.
2: How about you Lance.
0: Yeah, okay. I've seen Bob Dylan a couple times and the first time I saw Dylan it was terrible. Dylan is famous for changing arrangements to the mm-hmm. point where you can't even tell what song he's playing. The last time I saw Dylan though was a couple years ago and he, he was in Fine Voice and he was, you know, what is he, 80? Mm-hmm. The band was tight. It, he changed arrangements but it was really a satisfying concert experience, and I and again I went in with super low expectations because of the first time I saw him. But I go to Dylan because he's Dylan, yeah. You know, it, an icon. He's from our home state, and I I
1: really enjoyed that show. So, Bob Dylan for what, me. What's your feelings on uh, rearranging songs when bands do that?
0: I I don't mind. If I can tell what song it is, he went to the extreme. He go- he definitely goes to yeah. the extreme, and it it's kind of like,
1: is it more his arrangement or just the way he's singing it? It's his arrangement. Yeah. Okay.
0: Completely. I is. know bands
1: it? do that, and sometimes it could be cool. Like if you've seen the band a lot of times and they do something different. Yeah. Great, but if you haven't really seen the band and you want to see them do their big hit and they totally rearrange it and it's not what you want to hear. That can be pretty disappointing.
0: I heard a reggae version of REO doing Keep On Loving You once, and it was awful.
1: Right. It's like so here well, you take this huge song that people are dying to hear, and then yeah. you, you do yeah. some arrangement, probably because they're sick of doing it too. Yeah. And That's, they want to be the only reason. Yeah. They want like, right. to entertain themselves but, or it fresh a, for them. What a disappointment.
0: Yeah. I think another guy that does that a bit is John Mellencamp. And it's because John Mellencamp's old and cranky yeah. and always cranky. Yep.
1: <laughs> I played
0: played Jack and Diane too many times, so right. why don't you just sing it for me? Yeah, uh, and and the arrangements are a little different, but no, I'm I'm not a big fan. But I'm with you, Brian. If if it's recognizable enough and it, and it's fun, and they f- maybe feature a guitarist or you know feature other members of the band um, doing a solo as part of the new arrangement, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, to show them off a little bit. In general, I, it's it's not a fun concert experience. I remember
1: even. hearing the story, and I believe it was Extreme opening up for Aerosmith, I believe. And Extreme had their big hit with uh, More Than Words. And they were so tired of that song. They just decided when they went on this tour, we're not going to play that song. Oh. And after the show, um, Steven Tyler, he's like, What are you doing? It's like, you're not playing your biggest song. They're like, oh, we're just sick of it. He's like, these people are paying hard money, hard-earned money to come see you play that song and you're not going to play it for it. I wonder if they took that to heart. They they did. did. And they started playing it. I was kind of sick of that song too, maybe at
2: that point. But but that's what people want to hear. If they're going to see Extreme, I mean, that's one of their few songs people probably really know it got a lot of airplay yeah and and it attracted a different element of fan to that band
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because you guys know extreme right you
1: listen to the rest you're like wait a minute yeah
0: (laughs) that that song (laughs) was extreme for them, right (laughs) yeah i mean if you didn't want to do it don't put
2: it on the album then right back in 2013 um i believe brian and i went to this show Lita Ford, Sebastian Bach, mm. Dawkin, and Rat, and I'm mm. a big Rat fan, and I mm-hmm. like Dawkin too. And I wanted to go see those two. We got there right at the end of Lita Ford, and Sebastian Bach was performing. I was never a big Skid Row guy. I didn't. I didn't know many many of their songs, and Sebastian Bach lit it up. You're yeah. You're going back to a.
1: The question earlier now i know like right an opening band that yeah. blew you away
2: yeah i'm with you on that one yeah wow did he hold Low expectations that? i'm like i have no expectations for this guy yeah. because it's only sebastian bach of skid row yeah and holy cow did he just rock yes the whole place if it had a roof we would have blown it off yeah because his voice sounded amazing i went back this is how how, how much of an impact it had on me I went back and started listening to more Skid Row. Right. And like made a playlist of a bunch of Skid Row songs that I now like that he performed at that concert. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite hair band songs is a Skid Row song. I remember you. Yeah. And I bet he held that note like he does oh, yeah. in in the studio version. It's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, he's got an amazing voice. Yeah. But or he or at was least he really work in the crowd too. Oh, he would like
2: stop the concert. You guys aren't rocking hard enough. Get off on this one. Let's go. Yeah, and then they start, start the song over Yeah, Head banging, hair swinging, yeah. mic swinging. Mike, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah just was, swinging over his head. Oh Yeah, you're was right. Fantastic. That, was, that was amazing. I would just, I would just totally born yeah, away. Yeah, he
1: blew Docking and Radaway. Yeah. And, and they both did good, but mm-hmm. not compared to Sebastian Bach.
2: Uh, before we go... We have to give a shout-out to our good friend, Benji Inager, for writing and performing our intro-outro music, or as Brian likes to call it, When Records Ruled theme song. Yes, I like it. Benji is a music genius.
0: He's a rocker. Yes, Yes.
2: We can't say enough about how much we appreciate his talent, so thank you, Benji. And that'll do it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. Lance, take us out, man. Hey, music friends, thanks for checking out our
0: podcast. In our next episode, we're gonna be switching gears a little bit, and move back to our album reviews. We're going to be talking about the inaccess album, Kick. If you missed our previous episode, we talked about Dave's very first album, which he purchased—the debut classic by the mighty Van Halen. Van Halen, yes, yeah. If you haven't
1: listened to it, jump on over and take a listen. Yeah, and if you get a chance, leave us a review of the show on your favorite podcast listening app give us the good the bad and the ugly we can take it
2: i can't oh
1: thanks dave you can also follow us on instagram and facebook at when Wreckers ruled check out our spotify playlist where you can find all the albums that we've talked about in our podcast and remember we're not professional music critics critics or crickets we're just three guys who like talking music
2: Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, don't forget to turn off auto-reverse on that Walkman, or your batteries will die. (laughs) Yes, they will. See ya. Long live, Rock. See you next
0: time.